mighty digressions. You see a stall with several stacks of books. And if you try to push me one more time, I'm calling the city watch. After a few moments, uh, they get their things packed up uh, and they leave in the same direction. So basically what happens is, so he storms in, you hear him say that he needs to go ahead and make this deal. You hear a commotion on the inside. He falls, he kind of slumps to his right um, and the door closes. Before we go any further, I need you all to roll initiative. Kiss doesn't even roll initiative before running in there. Well, that's fine. Kess's player needs to roll initiative before she. <laughs> Fortunately, Kess's player rolled um, a nat twenty. Ooh, okay. Plus five. Sprocket kicked ass this time with the twenty-two. What at nineteen for Alari. Awesome. Whenever Simeon wakes up, he'll be at a twenty-three. Illidaz <laughs> uh, is, as usual, failing at dexterity and only got a five. <laughs> Doesn't being unconscious automatically put you at the bottom? But yeah, like he's not going to be able to move for quite a while. <laughs> I know, I was kidding. In uh, on rolls a 19. A 19. Poor, poor Illidaz. <laughs> it's just, he's, 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 dexterity is not his thing, and that's fine. <laughs> he's fast in spirit. Uh, so, Kess, you go storming up to the door. So uh, at this moment, the door is closed, correct? The door the door was closed, exactly. Yep. Well, that doesn't stop Cass. Cass walks up to the door and side thrust kicks it open. Yep, that's fine. You can certainly do that. You can open the door uh, within your action. Uh, it'll take your, your movement to get there and your action to open the door. Uh, but you'll be out of movement by the time you get there. You open the door and you see two people on the inside. Uh, and a closed door in front of you and a closed door to your right. No sign of Simeon. So um, I don't see Simeon. Correct. I see two people. You do. And you're saying I'm out of movement? I have 40 feet. Was I really 40 feet away? I mean, that's. I would say that the alley was probably 40 feet away. All right. Yep. I'll put you uh, right inside the door. All right. So I'm going to holler over my shoulder. I can't see Simeon. And I'm going to ask them, what the hell is going on in here? What the hell's going on in here is right. Get the hell out. I'm afraid that won't be possible. Fine. Uh, it is. You know what? I will let you. Uh, you are within range of one of the people in this room if you want to make an attack. Um, if it's okay with you, we could call side thrust kicking the door my bonus action, and I can now make an attack yep. with my staff. I'm totally fine. Okay, so the woman to the right of me um, menacingly spin my staff and um, actually wrap it around her and immobilize her without doing her any damage because I want them to know I mean business, but it's really up to them whether we start a fight here. So she's, I would, if this is successful, I'd pin her arms to her side, but not actually damage her. And that would be a uh, 26 to hit. Yeah, that will definitely do it. And so you wrap her basically in your three-part staff? Yeah, and I'm, I mean business. Tell me where he is. Your friend opened the wrong door. We told him to get out of here. He didn't listen to he didn't listen. Now I'm telling you to give him to me. Simeon, you are asleep. Would you please uh uh you've got 30 feet of movement, right? Uh Sprocket, I believe caps out at 25. Gotcha. He would okay, like so to try to cut the angle as opposed to crossing the street straight across yep. the front of this building to get parallel to the door so he can see in it because he knows he can't get in there this round. 
Yeah, you can see in it, but you won't be able to get it until next round. Yep, that's fine. But if any any other actions you wish to take this round? If what I see is Kess holding somebody and no other, but not attacking them and no other current violence going on, then Sprocket will ready an action if he can position himself so he can see one or both of the other two. He will ready an action to cast Electric Bolt at either any people that he sees attack Kess. Uh, okay, sounds good. Alorai. Um, she's going to run up yep. and along the alley that she was in before. Are there any windows? Well, I'm not going to run along it. I'm going to stop at the entrance of it. Is there any windows? Uh, any windows on the front of the shack here? Or to the on the side of it? Uh, was, was that alley before alongside that shack? Uh, it was kind of like across the street from it, right? So it took basically that's why it took uh, Cast so much movement to kind of get in there, right? Um, right. And so uh, the shacks in this part of town are abutting each other, so there's no way to kind of get off to okay. like the, you can't get like off to the left or the right of the building here. Uh, the only and the only there's no windows on the front. The only thing that you see is the open door. Cast with her three part staff wrapped around a person uh, in the living room, and there's definitely a shouting match going on. So um, you definitely make a, you could make a ranged attack, but you can't get all the way there uh, in movement with one round. Right. I'm uh, gonna kick. Is the door? The door's open now, though. The door's open right now. Yep. And you're about right. maybe five. You're, I'm you, still standing you know, in like the doorway. So if you wanted to make a ranged attack, you could do so. It would be at cover and disadvantage. So, but it is possible. Like you can see a line. You can see. You can see this woman with Kessa's three part staff wrapped around her, basically immobilizing her. Okay. Um, I'm going to shoot the guy directly across from me. Okay. Right. And I'm going um, to yell at him, where is he? All right. Uh, shoot again. So this is, there's a table in the way, so it's cover. Um, so uh, it's at disadvantage. I rolled the same thing twice. Uh, oh. where is my bow? Where did my bow go? There it is. 23. Cool. Uh, that hits. Um... As LRI is rolling damage, Kess is going to say coolly to the guy, I told you we meant business. That's an eight damage. The arrow kind of pierces his left his left breast, um, and he shifts from human form. His face elongates uh, into like the face of a jackal, and his teeth uh, get sharp. Uh, and his, his shoulders hunch, and his his four hands become animalistic and uh, and furry. Uh, and he pulls the arrow out of his chest and points at you, Cast, and says, "We mean business too. Get out." <laughs> Next would be uh, Inan. Understood. I'll make my way towards the door, but try not to block the path to it. Um. Next would be. Oh. Uh, one of the bad guys. Um, inside the shack, uh, you hear a door open and close. But it's within, it's beyond the closed door, so you can't see kind of uh, what happened. That's not good for me. Uh, so the first thing is um, the the bad guy that you've got wrapped up, Kess, um, is going to try to break free. So out of the three parts, that's probably like a strength check. So... Uh, Let's see. That's a 13. Does that defeat your strength? The natural right. fire of Kess wants to say no, but the mm. fact of the numbers is yes. Okay. Uh, so she is able to work her way out of uh, out of the, the bondage from, uh, from your staff. Um, Feeling her work her way through free, I am spinning her out and holding my staff. 
That's fine. She won't be able to react. Yeah, she won't be able to react this turn because she's because of all that. Um, Sprocket, I know you were holding your action. She has broken free from from Kess. Are you taking your action? My hold was uh, was my uh, ready to action was specifically to attack anyone who attacked. Yep. Kess. So based on the way that I phrased it, unless someone attacks her, I'm not doing anything. Cool. Okay. Well, she's about to get attacked, so you can. Uh, You'll Once they're taking the aggressive action, then yes, I would. Yep. Make yep. My yep. Uh, this guy will move into the doorway. So again, now in the doorway, you see uh, basically um, there's only one way to describe them. It's a it's a werewolf jackal. How many people and, are on the street at this point? Has the noise and now a werewolf jackal standing in an open doorway caused the crowd to panic and split? You'd be surprised. So out in this part of town, there is much less crowd. Like you, you're basically in the really impoverished, rundown, shantytown part of the city. And so the people that are here are here to buy illicit drugs, buy illicit weapons, um, do things they're not supposed to, um, or can't afford to live anywhere else, right? Um, so it's kind of that part of town. Uh there's a lot of commotion, but there's commotion here all the time. Like there's a lot of crime. There's, you know, where there is a distinct presence of the city watch in the wait, um, there is not a pronounced city watch presence here. So fair enough. Um, yep. Then what Sprocket's going to do is right outside the door on the right kind of in that diagonal space that would make a line he's pretty sure he sees he sees a bucket just beside the building and uh sure. he's going to wrap his tuning fork on the lodestone uh, -huh. uh creating the vibration with the creaking and uh general noise and groaning of timbers and siege equipment yep gesture in that direction with the tuning fork and in little lines of light the schematic of a catapult will appear and shoot that bucket in a line directly from that diagonal space that would go straight through the two of them and hit the wall if they both dodge. Cool. And I they like both it. have a dex check versus 14. Uh, both of them fail. Um, how much damage does that do? Only to the first one, because that will stop its movement. Yep. 11. <laughs> okay. Um, the bucket hits him upside the head, and his head tilts at a weird, sickening angle, uh, and he falls over. So, um, Cass says to his down body, now who means business? <laughs> I love the smack talk. That's fabulous. <laughs> fabulous. So... And then Sprocket will yell, give us back our foppish dude! <laughs> Daz, it is your turn. Uh, you can make it almost to the doorway, enough for ranged weapons to go ahead and take aim at the one person that you can see in the room right now, um, if you'd like, uh, or... Um, I think I'm going to just move as far forward as I can, shield up, yep. just in case anything comes flying out of the door. Cool, I like it. Um, um, okay. And whoever is within range, I will now cast Bless on them. I mean, basically everybody is kind of in range right now. Um, <laughs> what is the range on Bless? Is it... 30 feet. 30 feet, yeah. Anybody that you choose is in, is in range, so... Okay. Well, Simeon's a little bit out of action right now, so I think I'll go Kess... Uh, Sprocket and Alarai. Yep. Um, yeah, thank you. not. That's true. <laughs> uh, and that means that you can, if you make an attack roll or a saving throw, uh, you can add an extra d4. And that's for the next minute or until I break oh, concentration. Sweet. Okay, cool. 
Uh, so I will we'll be in rounds. So I will keep track. Uh, I will put up a counter uh, about how many rounds have gone by. So we are at round ten. So cool. Okay, uh, we are back at the top of initiative, and Cass, your turn. All right. Cass is now going to go medieval on the... Actually, um, I think I'm more concerned to rescue Simeon. Okay. Than to, because there's people behind me who can take care of yep. um, the person in front of me. Okay. So I am going to spend a key point to disengage from her so that I can get past her without her attacking me. I like it. And um, rush up to the next door in front of me. Yeah. Side side thrust, kick it open. I like it. Yep, no, I was going to say, and so when you open the door, you see Simeon and three of those were-jackal types, um, and one is... Uh, is bigger and wearing the same hood that you saw on the woman that went to the bookstore. All right. So I'm going to yell back behind me. Lots of werewolves. I am going to attack the nearest one. Okay. The nearest one is right in front of you. So go ahead. Okay. So I've, I've got my stick with the iron elbows so I can I like crash it. him with it. I like it. It's all style and no substance this turn. I only rolled a 10 to hit. Okay, that will miss. All right. So I and I've used my bonus action kicking open to the kick door. open the door. Yep. Yep, absolutely. Um do uh, I I think I want a flurry of blows because I don't want another werewolf fight. I think it's okay. time to spend a key point on a flurry of blows so that I can okay. make some more unarmed strikes. Okay. All right. So I'm going to unleash my hands for the first time. I like it. Right? Bring it on. All right. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to see if I can stop his heart with two palm heels to the chest. Whoa. Two 18s to hit, which is 25 to hit twice. Uh, that will hit. Both hit. Okay, and then for the actual unarmed strikes, this is six damage and a seven damage. Yeah, so you, you know, use it like a punching bag. Um, and he def he takes it, but he seems angry, but not down. Uh, Simeon, you still cannot take action, so is Sprocket. Well, at this point, with 25 feet of movement, Sprocket should be able to move into the doorway, correct? You can, absolutely, yep. And you can move right. um, within two, like, you're only, like, 10 feet away from the doorway, so you can get two squares away from uh, from the doorway. Here's my ask. I'm not trying to move within her wheelie, melee range. I am not a melee-er. Yep. My question is, can I be literally in the doorframe? It's kind of straddling two spaces, but I'm small and off yep. to one side, leaving room for my party to move through so yep. that I'm not in direct melee range with her. And then I will I move off to this drag right my tuning fork down my copper rods and yep. uh, give her an electric bolt. Give me a dexterity check first to see if you can kind of skirt through her, her attack range. Fair enough. I have clearly failed it. Stumbled on my way okay. through the doorway yep. easily within her attack of opportunity range with a yep. five. Yep. Then staggered back and shot an electric yep. bolt at her. Um, so as you pass by her, um, she uh, swings with a scimitar uh, at a natural 20. Ouch. So you ah! take uh, nine points of damage. Slashing. Fair enough. Um, but you are successfully in the square that you want to be in, so you can still take your action. Yeah, and now I shoot an electric bolt, an electric bolt, and then he drags his tuning fork down the 
two copper rods on his right forearm and shoots electrical energy right in her face. Okay. Uh, with a nine to hit. Uh, will not hit. Unfortunately, this whole thing did not go as he planned. He's a little yeah. off balance and no, kind of staggering not. backwards. Did you add your D4 from Bless? Hell no, I didn't. Hang on a second. I don't know if it will make a difference, but it's worth we'll trying. find out. Maybe, it, it, maybe it actually, 13 it will do could. it. A 13 I forgot will do that it, yeah. too, but I'm just going to not ask you to write Yeah, I, well, I mean, you nailed your attacks, so I, I didn't yeah. think to mention it. Yeah. How about an yeah. 11? An 11 will not. All right. Well, thanks for the... Yeah. Attempted save is worth a try. And dude, bless is amazing. So I greatly appreciate it, even though I still missed. <laughs> All right. Uh, next on our list is uh, Alori. Again, Alori, you can move into the room. You know, you you saw. Uh, actually, I guess you can only make one one attack of opportunity a turn. So that's uh, yeah, she can only make one a turn. So you're fine. Right. I want to shoot the chick now behind Cass. Okay. Cool. And this map really needs to be bigger. <laughs> that's the yeah. That's the I'm like, I'm not sure exactly where I'm at, but yeah, yeah. I uh, knew you, you guys would have my back within within range. Yeah, you're within range, so that's fine. Nineteen to so, hit. Uh, Nineteen will hit, and that is nine damage. Fabulous. Okay, and I would like to take if I can do like a bonus. If this could be like a bonus action, I would take a like to take a good long hard look at the guy that I shot earlier, who's on the floor dead. Okay, take a good long look at him. Make an okay. investigation check. Or a perception check. Perception check. That's only a six. Okay, write that down. Okay, uh, next, Inan. Again, you can move into the room if you so choose. How would you like to, uh, how would you like to move? Moving into the room, where would that place be? I'd move behind Cass and then engage the uh, enemy. Okay. All right, roll your attack. I'm going to use a shopping, uh, shocking grasp. Love it. For an eight. Okay. Yep, that does not hit. Uh, okay. Um, Alora, you've already gone. and on you've already gone. Uh, next is uh, our friend here. I am not sure she is my friend. <laughs> um, She's definitely and, not my friend. Um, all right. Uh, Kess, I would like you to make... Uh, uh, to, 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 uh, to hit... That is a 14 on you, Kess. Does not hit. Does not hit. Okay. Um, so uh, from beyond the doorway, um, you see uh, a this beam of energy that looks like uh, like uh, a wolf's head on the end of like uh, a like a green bolt, and it it lunges at you and bites at you, but but misses you and kind of crashes into the wall like beyond sprocket there. So. So, because others can't see past me, I comment over my shoulder to Enon. Great magic wolves! A lair action happens, and I need a dexterity saving throw from everybody. Uh, and I need to know if any of you roll under a seven. Dirty twenty. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Enon rolls a sixteen. Sixteen. Nineteen. Okay. Seventeen. Rock on. I rolled um, only a two, but my buff and my dex of five bring me to an eight. Oof. That's probably the lowest dex you'll get from me nice. yeah. that, this entire series. Totally. That's, the only way it could have been lower is if you'd critically failed. So fabulous. Um, the, the, uh, it feels like the entire building basically starts to shake, uh, but you guys all maintain your balance. 
So fantastic. The bad guys will go. Um, all right. So Kess, you've got uh, an attack coming from uh, the guy that was was initially in front of you. He now looks like a werejackal, uh, much like how in human form he had gray hair and a big gray beard. Uh, his fur is grayer than the others, but uh, he is still attacking you with his scimitar. Uh, and that is a uh, 23. That is going to land. Okay. I'm spinning and... my staff, but his scimitar um, gets through. Yep. Uh, he only hits you for three points of damage. Um, the one now immediately in front of you uh, with my haircut uh, also attacks you with scimitar. That's a 20, a dirty 20. Mm-hmm, that hits. Okay. And that will hit for three points of damage. I've rolled two ones on the damage so far, so this is good. Um, and then, very good. Uh, and then um, Inan, the one that is in front of you, will attack. Uh, f- that's only a six, and I'm assuming that does not beat your AC. Correct. Okay, fabulous. Uh, they're done. So uh, that is that. Daz, you are able to move into the room. Uh, what Your movement is 30, yeah? Yeah. Okay, so within the into the room and within two squares of the uh, of the front door. Is there any chance I can hop over this table that's right here so that I can be on the other side of this grey bearded uh, jackal character? Uh, so with two squares from the front door, you could be on. Basically, you could kick over the table and be in that square, but that's as far as you. Yeah. Can. Yep. That's definitely what I'm doing. Cool. Kick it at one of the jackals, please. <laughs> yeah, kick it at this guy with the grey beard. Yep. Cool. Um, right. And if that's if, if kicking over the table can count as an object interaction, <laughs> yeah, it's an it's an object interaction. That's fine. Yep. Then I will um, lunge at this guy with my longsword. Okay. The guy ahead of me. Cool. Roll your attack. That is a eighteen. Uh, that will hit. Nice. Okay. And that's eleven damage. Oof! Uh, a serious cut. Uh, down his torso, uh, and he roars at you. Uh, fabulous. Uh, okay, that is the end of that round. I'm going to move my ticker. Okay. Uh, Kess. Time for Kess to kick ass. I like it. All right, so Kess is going to... Kess is now spinning the staff in a in a sideways butterfly pattern, and Kess kind of feels a grudge against this uh, woman diagonally in front of her to the left. So it's going yep. to do the three section t- attack, staff attack on her. Okay. That's um, 15 to hit. That will miss. Damn it. Yep. Well, I hope it at least frightened her. She does not seem frightened. Did you include your bless on that attack? I did. Okay. It was a low roll. I had so many high rolls earlier. <laughs> All right, so, right, so now I'm going to do a flying sidekick at her. 28 to hit. That will hit. All right. I like that. The damage on that is another seven. And now, because, you know, I really don't feel like being bitten again, I'm going to do another flurry of blows with my second key point on the guy right in front of me. Okay. I like it. And for that, I have a 17 to hit and a ridiculous 24 to hit. Uh, the 24 will hit the seven. Uh, the, sorry, the 17 and the 24 will both hit. I forgot okay. Who you're Excellent. And then the damage on those 
For one of them, it is nine, and for the other, it is six. Okay, he is badly, badly injured. I told you, give me Simeon back. <laughs> um, Simeon, please make a constitution save. There's a lot of commotion going on right now. Uh, that's going to be a 16. Ooh, just barely. You uh, you start to wake up. Uh, next round, you will be able to uh, take actions. Okay. Um, so. I'm going to do my best to play dead at this moment, hoping I'm yep. not yeah, noticed. Like you're just starting to rouse, exactly, yeah. Yep, totally fine. Okay, uh, Sprocket. So, Sprocket's all about math. Do either of them look specifically more injured? Yep. Um, so, uh, I mean, it's kind of a potato-potato situation, then. They're kind of both cool. in the then same would, situation. Then he wouldn't split his focus if you couldn't tell at first glance, and he'd stay yep. focused on her. And he'll uh, drag another lightning bolt out of his got or electric bolt out of his gauntlet and send it okay. her way. Okay. Twenty-one. That will hit. Or eight damage. Uh, that injures her very, very badly. She kind of stumbles against the back wall, but does not fall. Uh, Alari. Um, so, so Alari, you're still in. You're still like just outside the building, and you're still. Uh, she's she's within weapon range. So if you uh, and she took a wicked shot just now with a lightning bolt. So. I'm going to shoot her. I have a nine to hit. You miss. Um, for my movement, I would like to run into the house against that doorway that looks like it's to the kitchen. Uh, off to the right here. Yep, right in the yep, middle. So, yep. Um, so you can get partially there. Uh, you were closer to the door, if I remember correctly. So, because it's a whole other round. Um, you would be able to get four squares into the room, uh, but you wouldn't be able to get all the way to the door. Or you could get like to the door, but you wouldn't be able to open it and move through it. Okay. I will go right there on the other side of my paladin friend. All right. She will get an attack of opportunity on you as you run by. Uh, oh, there's not somebody within five feet of her. Uh, that is a 15 to hit with her scimitar. 15 misses. Okay. Just. Yep. She swings with her scimitar as you go by, but misses you. And I would like, if if you'll, if I can, can I put away my bow and pull out my sword and, and a dagger? Okay. That's fine. No problem there. Um, okay. Inan, you are within melee range of two of the bad guys. Inan will try to use shocking grasp again on the, uh, okay. on the enemy on the left. Yep. Make your attack roll. And that would be a 24. That will hit. Um, and she will perish. So please explain how she perishes. As she stumbled back to the wall, I grasp her hands and transfer the, ele the electrical energy from myself to her and hold on to her as I see the light leave her body and Oof. lay her against the wall. Yeah. Yeah. Jackal jerky on the wall there. Okay. All right. Cool. Uh, okay. Um, Simeon, uh, you see, uh, well, so actually, uh, I mean, of course you see this cause you're, you're there. Um, Kess, uh, I would like you please to make me a wisdom save. And is this a magic attack? Cause I have advantage against being charmed and magic can't put me to sleep. I believe the answer to that question is yes. It is a magical slumber. Ignore the, just ignore it. All right. I'm just shaking it off. Cool. All right. Um, that's fine. Uh, she'll stay there. That's fine. Um, and then the other bad guys, uh, get to go next. Um, 
Uh, Illidaz, I need the wisdom save. Uh, Anon and Illidaz uh, and Sprocket, I need wisdom saves from the three of you because there are three bad guys that can see you. Okay. They all go at initiative level 11 now, so. Nine for Anon. Okay. That's only a five for Illidaz. Uh-huh. And Sprocket? Ten. Ten. Um, you... F- you definitely feel like something happened to you, but you are not put to sleep. Uh, Illidaz and Inan, uh, you slump over. And I'm guessing that breaks my concentration as well. Oh, yeah. Sorry, gang. Cool. And uh, Illidaz, uh, you would get to go next, but you're asleep. So, Fantastic. Kes, <laughs> Kes uh, you heard two slumps behind you. Um, and you see that both uh, Enon and Illidaz um, are, are snuggling on the floor behind you. <laughs> Top of the next round. Uh, and right. uh, so, Daz, actually, you lost Bless, didn't you? Yep. Bless is gone. Bless yeah, is gone. everyone should have lost Bless because I'm asleep. Yep. yep. And okay. I'm glad Simeon's waking up because I'm out of key points, too. Uh, a- am I going on the initiative I rolled originally? Or you, will go on I... the, you will go on the initiative that you rolled originally, yes. Okay, so I was 23. You no, you were twenty-two. Oh, oh Simeon was twenty-three. You're right. Thank you. Kess is twenty-five. So Kess, okay. it's your turn. Yeah. All right. So Kess is attacking the boss first. Okay. With another another um, black dragon, two sections of the staff, big swing around like a flail, and that would be twenty-six to hit. Oof. Yes. And um, eleven damage. And okay. then she's going to pull a roundhouse kick to the jaw on the guy right in front of her. I like it. Because we haven't had one of those yet. <laughs> that's only 13 to hit, though. Does that uh, hit That's him? successful. That will hit. Excellent. So he's going to take seven damage. That's fine. And he, he collapses. Now, um, I'm four foot tall. Mm-hmm. Am I significantly um, making it difficult for people behind me to shoot? Oh, I can't move yet because the old guy isn't dead. Um, right. I don't want to provoke you, an you attack could, of opportunity. Your, so. If you have any key left, you can disengage. But yeah, correct. I don't have any key left. Okay. I can move forward one space without de- disengaging. Yep. But that, okay. um, then I'm engaged with three at once. Hmm. Yep. Tactically, I think, uh, so I'm not blocking anyone from shooting at this point. I mean, nobody has tried to shoot Simeon yet, so. Ouch. Uh, I'm going to stay where I am because the only people who are awake are not blocked by me from attacking. Fair enough. Okay. Uh, next then would be Simeon. Assuming my weapons are still with me and they didn't have time to get rid of them. They did not have time to get rid of them. Then I will draw my blades as a two-weapon fighter can and I will attack the woman. Okay. 24. That will hit. 10 slashing. With uh, Celestria. Okay. And my second one, 21. A hit. Uh, also 10 slashing with okay. Infernalisa. Absolutely. Um, as you hit her and she is surprised, um, she points her finger at you um, and uh, 
much like the other spell that she casts, which had this long green blade with a wolf's head on the end of it, um, a circle of those tendrils spring out of the floor and start snapping at you. Uh, I need you to make a dexterity saving throw. Five. That's uh, natural one. Uh, I need you please to roll a d6. Is that the five? Yeah, that's how I get to a five. I have plus four to my dex. But, got it, got um, it. I, need a, I need a d6 roll, please. That's a three. Okay, cool. You did not get the worst effect. Um, she is casting Hellish Rebuke at uh, uh, at uh, second level. Uh, so that's going to be 3d6, uh, 3d10 worth of damage. 12 points of damage. I'm assuming fire damage. Yeah, fire damage. Ah! So he erupts in green flames as she like hisses at him. Uh, Sprocket. Sprocketopolis. He steps forward to right between them. He hits Illidaz as lightly as he can with his light hammer <laughs> as his main attack. Wake up! Uh, a cattle prod? Did you just cattle prod him? <laughs> a little bit. I need a constitution save. Okay. For me? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. See if that wakes you up. I've got, I've got good con. Uh, that's a um, seventeen. Yeah, cool. Uh, you just, you just got hit with a hammer. <laughs> you want me to roll damage for my light hammer, or did uh, I successfully pull it? Because uh, set usually a sleep effect will wake with damage, which Rocket knows because yep. he studied magic. So <laughs> I would assume I have to do some damage. Roll, roll an attack roll uh, versus his constitution, and see what happens. Uh, I got a six, uh, 14, I'm sorry, already on my attack roll. Okay, cool. So your attack roll, uh, right, so the attack roll did not meet his constitution. So yes, Illidaz, you take three points of damage, which is a goofy, wacky mechanic I just came up with on the fly. So, you know. We're going to yeah, stick you with your three instead of what I rolled. <laughs> then for my bonus attack, I'm going to uh, punch Enon on my other side. Rock on. And one of his exposed limbs, because he'll never feel it through, my, through a shell. So you so punch him first. Roll, An arm strike roll. of six. I think I failed. Oh, okay. Yeah, Enon, roll your constitution save, please. <laughs> Nineteen. Okay. So yeah, Sprocket, you are not able to do enough damage on his shell to wake him up. Uh, Regardless, I got one more yeah. person up and, and yeah. in the fight again. Um, uh, yeah, he will be able to. So um, you won't wake up this round. I'm going to do the same thing I did with with uh, with Simeon earlier. Uh, Inan, you're not going to wake up this round. Next round, you will be able to to respond. So understood. Yep. Okay. Uh, anything else for you, Sprocket? No, that was both of that was an an action and a bonus action. So cool. Um, unless you need to move me to clear up the space, I have movement left. I'm just gonna I don't think I needed to move scoot, into the old guy's there. range for that, so yeah. I could scoot back one without yeah. an attack of opportunity. Okay, Alari. Because I am, this is my first time playing a rogue this far and fighting, I've been missing doing sneak attacks. So because that bearded dude, beardy guy, is in combat range of my buddy there on the other side, I'm going to use sneak attack and, <laughs> and attack him with my sword and my dagger. Yeah. All right, do it up. I missed with one... I'm fairly certain with a nine or no, that's actually an 11. I still missed rather. Okay. And the other is a 17. Mm -hmm. um, that will hit. Okay. So I'm going to add my sneak attack damage to that. Yep. What is that? And 
That's eight. Eight uh, damage. Plenty. Okay. Sometimes eight is enough. <laughs> mm, good TV show. Uh, Inan. Oh, that's right. You're, it was Inan, you're, you are starting to rouse, but you are not awake yet. Okay. I, I would like to move up to that space that guy was in, and then that would be it. All right. Uh, let's see. Um, Corvala is very mad at you, Simeon. Uh, she is going to uh, slash at you with her scimitar because uh, she likes the poetry of it. Uh, that's a natural 20. Where she will hit you for <laughs> 13 points of damage. I catch the blade in my side and I wince as I fall over onto the floor. Excellent. Uh, you killed you killed Simeon! She kicks the door closed uh, in your face, Kess. Um, give me, please... I'm going to ask for a contested dexterity save to see... Similar mechanic that we used earlier to see if you get the attack of opportunity on her anyway. Oh, yeah. You think she? I'm going to let her kick oh. that door closed? You're right, wrong. Right, exactly. Uh, and especially given the four she just rolled on her dexterity, you're not going to let her close the door. So I get that. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's right. If it's more than four, but that's as long as it's not, you know, as long as it's not a one, basically, you're okay, right? It's Um, 16. Okay. So she tries to close the door. You. I kick it open again. Kick it open again. Uh, uh, Roll your attack to see if you can catch her. I'm going to overhead flail on her. Okay. I like it. 21 to hit. Oof. It'll hit. And that is nine damage. Uh, Okay. um, yeah, you, you hit her. So she kicks the door closed in your face. You kick it back open, uh, and flail, uh, around the door as she's on the other side of it. Um, Simeon, uh, as your, as the world begins to close and the world goes black a little bit, all you see is one section of Kess's three section staff wrap around the door and hit her hit the the where Jacqueline in front of you in the temple uh and and knocks on the door um and she hangs there for a second with this surprised look on her face uh and falls uh to to the floor in a crumple uh as your world goes dark as i'm fading out that's my friend <laughs> and Kess says this is what we call the cost of doing business the young looking jackal that's in the room quickly shifts back to human form uh and puts his hand up in front of me like like i i can help i can help look i was helpful when you came to the store i'll look i'll, I'll sell you the book it's like, give me the dagger i don't care how do you propose to help me why don't you just give me that book but, but we but we need the money for what i suppose corvallo's dead now we don't you have a point. We needed we needed money for a ritual. You know what? Do you know what priests get in this town? What do they get? Money. Lots of money. I've noticed. Fine. Take take the books. Take the books. There um Zan put the crate uh in the in the back room and he points over his shoulder uh through the door directly behind him. Are we still in initiative right now? Sorry. Uh no, he no. is he is at this point 
resigning. So. Whilst whilst this very yeah. kind of like quiet negotiation is happening, I'm definitely pushing past Kess to be like, Simeon, no! Yeah, yeah. That's great. So, and I'll step forward and I'm saying to him, so I'm negotiating with him. I'm directly north of Alari. Thank you. And so yeah. I say to him through my gritted teeth, the books for your life if you tell me what's going on. Thank you, Kess. That's five hit points for you. Rocket has to clump, come up and clasp Simeon's arm, thankful that his comrade is alive, looking slightly concerned, even though he tends to give him a hard time. Sorry, he was kind of ignoring the boy and Cass. Cass is on it. I'm looking menacingly at the boy, waiting for his reply. Uh, 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 and he 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 points to Corvala's body, which is basically underneath Illidaz at this point, um, and says... She's she's got the keys. She's got the keys to the real books. What real books? You know the real books. Explain. It's it's complicated. Uh, look, she came up with this with this idea to to look. Carvalho's the one that understands the ritual to make the books into the Gingwinsums. That's we needed to preserve the books for Nidalia. That's what she, it was her commandment. So you still have all the real books that you yeah, turned in she's got the keys. She's got the keys. And where's the box of real books? Uh, I don't. She's she hid that. I don't know, but I know that she's got. I know she's got the keys because I, I I touched the key ring once and she almost bit my head off. Try harder, kid. Where do you think the box is? Who's Nadalia? Yeah, well, I heard, he heard Simeon. He's just ignoring the question. Because, um, you know, the drow with the three-quarter staff that just killed his boss is in his face. Um, uh, That's heard. Maybe, maybe downstairs in the – like. there's like a cubby downstairs, but I, I, don't, I don't even know how to get into it. Look, I'm only a kid. I don't know anything. I was a smart kid once. Yeah, I, I'm smart. I'm telling you, she's got the keys, and I want to get the hell out of here. Why do you need to get the hell out of here? Because you guys just killed my entire pack. I'm trying to negotiate with the terrorists. I just want to go. After Simeon spoke for the second time, some of the worry fades from Sprocket's eyes, and as the adrenaline begins to leave his body, his hands are shaking slightly, but he moves over towards Kess and the boy having keyed in, saying, what's a Gunwensome? You know, the Hungry Books. Tell us who Nadalia is. Corvala was sort of a a zealot. Nadalia was this entity that she she worked for. It's how she got her power and then made the rest of us. So she made you out of an ordinary boy? It wasn't like involuntary she asked why did you say yes because nadalia gives gives you what i mean i turned into a jackal that's pretty cool no it's not you did all all kinds of evil things that's the opposite of cool name one evil thing that i've done your books killed people you cheated people well wait did they feed them they didn't know what they were. They thought you... they were books. Who, who thinks to feed a book? So Boy. how are you supposed to care and feed for these books? Feed and care for these books. Boy, in case you're confused, I'm not sure if you realize, but you're a zealot, 
was creating these monstrosities and selling them deliberately to people on the way to Candlekeep as an attack. This wasn't random. There were no instructions. It was deliberate. There was a plot. Are you trying to tell us that you're not part of it? We needed to keep the books for Nadalia. Nadalia wanted the books, but we needed the money to bring Nadalia back. It is called murder. I'm going to, I think everyone is kind of like stood over this young boy. And I think Daz is going to step forward and kneel down and grab him by the shoulders and say, I need you to understand you've been manipulated and misunderstood. And what's clear is you don't know what's been going on any more than we do, which is very clear. And I know you're just a kid and we're not here to hurt you, even though, you know, what evidence may suggest, <laughs> and he kind of looks at all these bodies. <laughs> and Kess looks menacingly at the boy. Yeah. My friends But here, in a manner that is sympathetic to your attempt to be good cop. The thing is, my friends just want to stop people getting hurt. And I'm sure you do too. You don't want anybody to get hurt. I don't want me to get hurt. That's what I want right now. Okay, well, yeah. We're, we're all in the start. same boat then. Uh, Alora and Enon, uh, I need, please, a perception check. Am I still asleep? Uh, you are now awake. Nine. Sixteen. Alora, you're so kind of, uh, in fact, I'm going to move you into this room a little bit because you're like co- totally captivated by what's going on in this room. Um, Enon, a floorboard creaks behind you, and someone is very cautiously sneaking out of the door that was formerly closed at the right-hand side and desperately hoping that nobody hears them. Uh, it's a girl about, well, probably roughly about the boy's age that is being accosted in the other room. I kneel down and block the door. Slow down. Whoa, you're okay. Just let Safe us go. now. We, Who are you? We just... Look, me and my brother just want to go. We just want to get out of here. You can have what you want. We don't care. Just let us go. Can Simeon make his way to the door, like in, into the living room area, and stand there and call out Nadalia and then watch her reaction? Yeah, yeah, N- Nadalia. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, we're trying to bring back Nadalia, but that's done now. Like, we got, there's nothing left. I'm not Nadalia. No, 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 no. Nadalia's the one that Corvallo worshipped. We just want to get the hell out of here. Not happening. So what? You're, you're going to kill two kids? No. Like, what can we? Do? Like what can we do? Like what can we do? We're going to find a way to cure you. I happen to have some samples of lycanthropic blood, though I did happen to lose the actual incisors and original venom. But there is a chance that I could find a way to do it. You'll allow us. We'll pr- turn you from where jackals into where rats. Now think about that. <laughs> like I'm not sure that's she, helping Ella Das. She 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 rolls her eyes like so. What like? Here, you're gonna like make this mystical potion here. No. We're gonna take you to Candle Keep. Got us, you're gonna kidnap us. That's better. No, we're well, gonna what take home you. do you have? We're gonna take you to the people that can cure you. We don't want to be cured, we're not broken. Well, unfortunately, as lycanthropy is a catching magical curse and a disease. We can't just let you wander about into the wild, regardless of your best intentions. So we would like you to come to Candlekeep with us without kidnapping you. But we do also have the option of turning you in as lycanthropes to this current city guard. I'd really prefer not to take that option. Uh, give me a persuasion check. Feeling a little uncomfortable by this, Alarai starts searching bodies. 
on so, Corvallo's body, you will find a ring of keys with two keys on it. I have a one plus one is two. Oh, you rolled critical fail? I need a d6, please. Yes, Rocket tries hard, but he is not persuasive. He thinks he might be, but nah. Yeah, I I, I need you to uh, roll it. I'm rolling it. Yeah, yeah, D3, I got a three, sir. Okay. I got a six, so. Um, Money. Yeah, they're, 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 not, they're not buying it. Like, we're not going I... to Candlekeep with you. Can if I make an insight yep. check? To about, what effect? Uh, to see whether they seem malicious. Like, do, do, obviously, um, this kid has kind of said, oh, you know, that was just their deal and it's not my thing. Okay. Do I have any sense that that's true or that they're really giving up? Uh, sure, give, give me uh, yeah. Inside check would be perfect. That is a 17. I mean, you get the feeling that they're being legit. They just want to, like, they're willing to abandon, like, their pack is dead. It's just them. They want to get the hell out and survive to live and do things another day. So does says to this kid, so where are you going to go? Where where can you go from here? What's it matter? What do you care? You are part of a murder plot. And the information your- you have on Nadalia even if it's secondary, will help those at Candle Keep know who's coming for them. Do you think there's any continued threat? Can I say to this kid? I said, do you think there's, is there anybody else out there? Look, says Cass in a loud ringing voice. Look at me. I was a little drogue kid. And they could have killed me. And they let me live. Exactly. Let me live. Let us go. But you... Well, we're not talking about killing them. Listen, you, you are under a curse. I'm a drow. I don't have to be evil. You're under a curse. Let us remove the curse. You don't have to be evil either, but you have a curse that's different. You're just like, not going to let us say no, are you? Like, this is... No. Not, like, you're, you're asking, but you're not actually asking, are you? It would be not... It would be nicer if you complied. That is right. It would be nicer if it'd be nicer if you didn't have to kidnap us. It'd be nicer if we just went with you. I get that. It'd be nicer for you. I I, I understand that. You're nice. part of a murder plot. We can take you into custody. It's not kidnapping. It would sure be nicer for me involved. because I'd like to help you. I be able to help you the way I was helped. Illidos is definitely questioning whether them remaining as jackals actually means that obviously in. This world, creatures can be inherently bad. From that insight check, do I gather that there's anything about them that's going to become inherently bad because they are, because they remain were jackals? Uh, give me a nature check. My nature is terrible, but I'm giving it my best shot. Yep. Il- Illidus just has to try and be good. That's only a six. <laughs> because Cass. Oh. Is passionately concerned much. by this question. Kess wants to do this nature check too. And that was a nat 20 plus two. Nice. In D&D 5, nothing is absolutely always evil, right? Right. Mm-hmm. And where jackals are evil creatures. So, you know, between the insight and knowing what you've what you've kind of pieced together about being were jackals, like they're absolutely fighting for their survival right now. And they just realized that they can't fight with survival with their swords and with their teeth anymore. Now they're trying to negotiate for their survival. Right. You absolutely, you you guys are correct that you have them dead to rights right now. And they are desperately trying to negotiate their way out of it and not succeeding. I, I think whether I c- can be clear on that or not, 
I think looking at, I don't, I definitely don't want to undermine Simeon in front of them because I don't want them to ever doubt his authority or have any, there be any clear sign that there's some disagreement from within the group. But I think there's definitely a thought in Illidaz's head of like, if these kids want to remain how they are, and that's their decision, and we think that they're not going to be an inherent danger because they're literally just trying to live as people, then it's no real harm. It's no real harm to us if they continue being the way they are because we've dismantled their establishment. So, how is Illidaz expressing that? Because that's super <laughs> with with right a now. confused face. <laughs> Okay, and 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 a and a deep look of doubt and sorrow, maybe clutching his amulet and going, "This is this is a complicated situation." Uh, Look, if if your if if the way that you need to sleep at night is to go ahead and put us in captivity because you feel like we have been in captivity by somebody else, then Uh, and there's nothing that we can do about that, then let's just get on with it. Do you want the books? Do you not want the books? Like. Like, oh, we want the books. Let's, there's no, there's no change in that. We're getting like, the books. Like all the soliloquies are just like, God, you're worse than teachers. Like this is awful. You know Al- what? I think you're right. My name is Theron. And Spr- oh, I'm sorry, Theron. I didn't mean to be rude, but you seem to be honestly a very rude young man. Since we're trying to help you, and you're kind of being a jackal, a jackal, jackass, jackal, How jackal, jackass. Yeah. Me? That one over there wants so... to arrest me. And take me to Candlekeep. You were clearly and gleefully involved already in an evil plot. You chose to become what you are. You are where you are to your core. So, and Sprocket just strides straight to the door, throws it open, and calls for the city guard. Unless somebody tackles uh, him. Alari will ta- will stop him. Uh, I'm going to say, Cass, we got to find the books before the city guard get here. I hand, I, They will I take stopped. over this scene. They will take the books. I we need stopped. to get what we need, what we came here for. I think Alarai has maybe okay. stopped him. Yeah, hold on. If, yeah. if Sprocket is giving the options, I'm going to stop him and I'm going to toss All the right. keys that I found on the body at Simeon. And I'm going to say, look, guys, these guys can live perfectly well as they are. Mm-hmm. And if you don't believe me, she cringes just like I am. And then her whole visage changes and she looks exactly like Kess. Jess is delighted, grinning ear to ear, and says, I know that you've chosen to accept a curse, and I know what that's going to do to you growing up. I was born this way. This isn't a curse. No, I'm talking to the, I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to the two children. To your credit, though, Alorai, Sprocket is now fixated 100% on you not paying attention to the boy at all anymore and taking (laughs) slow steps towards you while looking about and pulling out his notebook from his satchel. Simeon is is going to look for the books, I think. Um, Simeon, are you going to drag me out of this debate that I um, clearly can't abandon? I'm going to say we need to find the books before the guard get here. And so We're not going to remain unnoticed for long. And what we don't have possession of, they're going to take possession of. When I hear Simeon say something urgently, I... I leap to it, so I go and help Simeon. And as we're leaving this, I will say to the rest of the party, we can make whatever decision we want, but the boy made it clear. They chose this. That means they're part of this. And whether we like it or not, it is up to Candle Keep to decide their fate. 
And I say to, to the their rest credit, of you, neither of them did participate in the battle or attack anyone. I say to the children, I choose not to kill you. And I follow Simeon. Well, I'll we'll go off and start searching rooms to try to find this book or this secret location. Here, do you search? I'm going to search the room behind us first uh, to the north. Uh, except for one corner with two stacked wooden trunks, the walls in this room are lined with half-empty bookshelves. Okay. Uh, do, do investigation or perception? Uh, give me an investigation, please. Uh, I rolled nature by accident. Damn, that was a good roll. <laughs> it's a 17. With my investigation, it would have been a 19. As you are investigating the room, uh, in the lower corner, the lower left-hand corner there, um, as you approach, it's like a trunk, um, as you approach it, uh, two eyes on the top of the trunk open, uh, and you hear in your head, feed me. Feed me time? Feed me time? Uh, throw it a book. It chomps, and so the, 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 the trunk opens with a gigantic mouth. Uh, having fought the last mission, you recognize a mimic when you see it, um, and it chomps on the book and chomp, 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 chomp. Hmm. Feed me, and Simeon, this, you are hearing this in your head. Feed me, feed me. Damn, it's a good thing I didn't see you feed him a book. <laughs> um, oh. So, so Simeon, Cass, I know you guys are investigating. What is everybody else doing? Are you? Will you let the two? children leave or are you going to hold them in this room how how old are these kids specifically 17 18 oh okay oh, so the badly kids okay are you going to stop them because at this point they are they are bored and ready to leave are you going to stop them? <laughs> they're bored what does it matter if they're bored <laughs> we're making an important decision <laughs> sprocket as a side comment while mostly focusing 100 uh 90 percent on Alari circling her and making small notes and periodically asking, hmm, what are you? But not like he expects you to answer him yet because he's still just musing. In the end, I'm pretty easy. I do want y'all to realize, though, that if you let them go, we're kind of taking responsibility for the, for whether or not they one day de they decide to leave here and immediately start a new pack and goes back to circling. I want to know what Anand thinks. He's been very quiet. The choice is theirs, what they decide to do. We let them go. After that, it's up to them. What they do beneath the great eye that watches day or night. The choice is theirs. We say leave. I, I'm going to ask them one last question. And I'm, and I'm happy to roll an insight check on this. Okay. I look at them both and just say, did you have any idea that what you were doing was resulting in people's deaths? I want to join that because I also have another one last question. I mean, that's like a complicated question. Did we know that the books that people were buying weren't real books and were really carnivorous monsters? Yeah, we did. So in some level, you had an idea that these people were eventually going, or at least somebody was going to be on the receiving end of these books. Well, no, it does. My naive friend. Potentially. I mean, that's an admission of guilt. Ally, what's your question? Where are your parents? That's a good, that's a question that we don't want to get into. I appreciate you like trying to save us from like the greater evil, but eh, let's not go there. Our parents ain't nothing special. All right, you're going to let us go or not? Big Turtle says we can go. They admitted that they knew that people would be dying because of what they were doing. 
I, in, from a lawful perspective, that means that they knew what they were doing. Get them, Paladin, get them. Uh, you know, Daz, I need a wisdom save from you. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, that's a 17. Oh, uh, you tried me. <laughs> so uh, the the boy in front of you locks eyes with you for just a second, and you kind of feel him like staring past you. Uh, and then he realizes that you're not falling asleep. He kind of slinks back a little bit. Right. Um, let, us go, let us go or not, but really the song and dance is over. Like, come on. Like, what are you going to do? Just be thankful we haven't killed you. Sit down in that chair over there and shut the hell up until we're done. Yeah, I think I think it's I think it's a, not we're not we're killing we're not killing these kids, but it's over for them. They're not they're not going away from here. Is what I'm inclined to say. They admitted to being guilty. I was going to say really fast, Alari. As soon as Sprocket got those words out, which were kind of curt and kind of mean to kids, she will have swung her arm. Which now that she's four foot tall and a drow, means that her clothing is super huge on her. So she hits him across the face with her sleeve. <laughs> So, um, is that unarmed damage if you just hit him with your sleeve? <laughs> oh, that's terrible. That's awful. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, meaning cast. So, I've got this thing. I'm convinced it can move. I'm going to ask it. I'll feed you when you tell me where the this key goes. Feed me? Feed me. Key. Feed me? Feed me. Uh, using perception, I'm going to look where he is. Is he on something? Maybe a secret chamber? Yep. Or... Give, me a, give me a perception check. Come on with this. One. Cast <laughs> is right there investigating with him. Yep. Can she also roll? Uh, After he gets done his d6? Sure. Yes. I rolled a six. I also rolled a six. That's uh, poor for me. So the mimic attacks you. Uh, you so as you're trying to figure you're, you're like investigating trying to see what's what's underneath it um you stumble it attacks oh but it it badly misses it basically snaps at you trying to eat your head um but it it does not do very well so uh i'm going to stab it i'm done with it <laughs> right, hit it my first attack was a 9 you know what? it'll be fine basically you stick your you stick your scimitar through it from the top um and you hear the jingle of coins below it and then as you do that you realize that there's also a second chest below the mimic um and you suspect that there's some money in there so um okay. uh eventually as you search through here you will find uh in the far back room there is a trap door underneath uh the floor that will lead to a uh a room uh, like a dugout uh uh hoard room below uh and the keys that you found on corvala uh will unlock both of the chests in that room uh the first chest contains a a desiccated heart wrapped in black silk cloth resting on top of a, a trove of 450 gold pieces and then in the second chest, you find six books, including Mazfroth's Mighty Digressions, Fallen Tethamar, The Dark Hunger, Castanamir's Guide to Ging Watson's, Wanderings of a Humble Asimar, and The Daughters of Grazit. 
So the books that had been reported as faulty or damaging uh, find are found in that inner chest beneath the hideout intact and as full books. This must be the heart of this medallion. So I'm going to kind of narrate through kind of the end here. So um, so that's actually the end of the mystery mystery right there. Um, but obviously you guys have some loose ends here. So uh, you stay, have stated your intention to bring the children back to Candlekeep. Yes. How are you keeping them from running away in the middle of the night? I guess is the short answer. Rocket so would challenge whether or not we need to take them back to Candlekeep as they are not specifically our responsibility. And perhaps we should simply turn them over to the, ball, the guard at Baldur's Gate for their uh, crimes for selling false goods. Totally an option also. They killed they no like anthropes. They killed no one here in Baldur's Gate. Their crime actually took place at Candlekeep. And Candlekeep has specific rules, laws that judge those who attack the keep fall under their jurisdiction. Our best bet of having them incarcerated is with Candlekeep. Here, at best, they're going to be vagabonds. They'll either be killed as monsters or let loose. Candlekeep, they'll actually stand some form of trial for their crimes. My friend, the stalwart one-directionedness of your thoughts has swayed me. Clearly, I will now refer to them as Left Wall 1 and Left Wall 2 as we head out for Candlekeep. What about the bounty that you found in the basement? What are you doing with the with the chest of books and the chest of other stuff? Significant uh, gold and a desiccated heart. I'm thinking we use the proceeds to pay for a carriage ride, pay for proper shackles and proper means of keeping them incarcerated. And that way we're not walking back and we can get back much faster and safer. Secondarily, I would say the proceeds remain ours to do as we see fit and we'll let the city guard know we have cleared a den of jackals and not let them know about the kids. But does not the jurisdiction Candlekeep claims over the criminals also apply to the bounty? The ill-gotten gains from their affairs, do, does not Candlekeep also lay claim to those if they do not claim the... I was going to well? suggest... We give them we the use... books. I'm pretty sure we get, we get the gold. I disagree. I would suggest that we must use the some of the money to hire the necessary carriages and and um, equipment to get back, and then if we hmm. just give Candlekeep a full accounting, they'll, they'll reimburse them that they should give us the bounty and see what happens. They did hire the us. consistency of human laws. Well, I would pretend, or I would put forward that they already struck their deal. And we already made our bargain for what Candlekeep's price was. They made no claim in the contract regarding the spoils of whatever we happened to find. Candlekeep has no claim here. In they all fairness, they haven't, yeah, they haven't expressed any interest in what we would acquire on this. I mean, we could certainly discuss it with them in the interest of honor. But That's even as one who's looking interest into the, into the college, I'm reasonably certain that from a logical and legal perspective, they don't have any claim over this, and we should divide it up amongst ourselves, minus whatever costs are involved in getting us back safely. I can agree by that. We'll mention it to them, tell them what was there, and see what is said. Tess goes out to hire a carriage. Okay. So of the 450 gold coins that uh, that you found in, uh, in the chest in the basement, uh, you need all, but let's see, there are, what, six of you... Um, 
you need like 75 of it to go ahead and hire the carriage and get yourself back to Candlekeep. Uh, and so uh, everyone here today gets 80 gold coins to themselves. And we should take those books with us and sell them to Candlekeep if they don't have those volumes already. Certainly an option. Um, okay, so the intention of the party is to go ahead and take the children and the books back to Candlekeep and split the money amongst yourselves. Sounds good. Okay. or cool. I would like to study the faces of the people lying around, including the children. Yep. All right. <laughs> studying studying the werejackals. Mm-hmm. Which makes so much more um, sense now. Corvallis' face is not quite intact, so... Did I get a good look at it beforehand? Oh, yeah. Kess um, is still grinning madly um, and planning to hang out with Alarai and ask her whatever she's willing to say about her own history. This is uh, backstory time as far as Kess is concerned because Kess also has a very complicated story for whatever Alarai actually feels willing to reveal. That's what carriage um, rides are for. <laughs> So one other thing that I wanted to ask before we kind of close it out here and then kind of talk about the mission, there is also the chest of the books that were at on sale at the at the vendor, which you have now correctly concluded were most likely fake. Do you do anything with that? They're gonna have to the, the, the fake books are gonna have to be destroyed. They're just monsters. Specifically, we need to destroy them in such a way that we can collect all of the goo that they decompose into, so that so that I can continue to study it and. Um, I believe I'm onto something in terms of an antidote to many poisons with the, the residue created from them. If we can find any evidence of the ritual used to create them, that would be fantastic as well. It's in the book. It would be difficult without a, without a lab, and it's mm-hmm. unlikely that you would find a facility to do that here. Well, we bring the books back whole, and I kill them later. Yeah. Well, okay. cool. Yeah, Ch- chain them right. up so they can't get out. Um, Do we not need to feed the books? The children probably well, know how to feed the books. Exactly. exactly. Yeah, we still don't even really know what to feed them. Good call. How do we feed them? Wait, so not only are you going to kidnap us, but now you want us to help you? Also, we're barely kidnapping you. We're bringing you in for justice. That's just... You could say we're arresting you. To be honest, children, where we're taking you, depending upon how your trial goes... You may be able to get a lot of knowledge and learning regarding what you are and what you what this means and where you can. I was going to say, like, we're convincing teenagers by being like, look, look on the bright side. You're going to be able to learn. Okay, kids, it's a library. What's not to like? (laughs) You don't get to go to college. We're going to make you go to college. (laughs) I'm going to make sure the um, that that. uh, I'm going to see if I can find that cop that put his hand on my chest and let him know what we did. And then say, I think it's time I let you know who I truly am. Simeon, Peleus, Wintermere, City Watch, Cormier. Who? And that is the end of Candlekeep Field Trip Session 2, Mathsroth's Mighty Digressions. There is a postlude that was figured out after the game session formally ended. For one, our erstwhile party brought back two jackals and presented them to the Avowed of Candlekeep. When they first brought them in, they were assured that they would be treated humanely, 
welcomed inside, but that some investigation must occur to figure out the nature of who they are, what they were doing, and what information could be gleaned. As far as our adventurers, in exchange for their travels to resolve the book mystery, they were all promised a gift of a magical weapon from the Candlekeep. Anon, our turtle friend, was presented with a spear. As he navigated it with his hands, the shaft felt unusually cool to the touch, and the blade shimmers with an ice-like quality. It's a plus one spear of frost. Kess was presented with a set of leather bracers with a dragon etched into each one, and that dragon glows with a faint green-yellow radiance. When they put them on, they immediately felt lighter and were more agile. While she wears them, she gains plus 5 on any acrobatics checks, and on a DC 25 acrobatics check, can vault over any opponent who is no more than one size category larger, without provoking an attack of opportunity. Alari was presented with a cloak that they felt an immediate connection to, as if it was trying to become one with her. After she had attuned to it, she began to see small trails of smoke radiating away from her. They're not distracting, however, and if she focuses on one, she can be transported from where she is to the end of the, of the smoke trail, about 30 feet away. The cloak grants her the ability to cast Misty Step. It acquires attunement and can do it the number of times equal to her proficiency bonus per day. Illidaz was gifted a longsword that is incredibly light to wield, particularly in parrying and defensive postures. When he is using it, he can choose to either take a plus two to one of the following. To his to hit, to the damage, to his AC, or the AC of an ally within ten feet of him. Sprocket gleefully tells you that he has been accepted into the program to learn more from the sages at Candlekeep. He will be accepted into the roles of the library to begin studying with other avowed and sages, and our friend Catalyst led him off into the library when he was ready to depart his friends. And finally... Simeon Peleus Wintermere was handed a letter. The avowed let him know that it had arrived at the library for him. The seal is unbroken and has the form of two intertwined capital ornate letters R, and a sword with a dragon's head passing through the letters. We hope you enjoyed this episode as much as we enjoyed recording it, and look forward to episode number three, the book of the Raven. Thank you for joining us. This has been Tabletop Journeys. We would love to hear your feedback on our show today. You can join us at www.ttjourneys.com where you can subscribe to the blog to leave comments and see all the content that we publish beyond the podcast. And make sure you join our growing online community. You can follow us on Twitter at TT Journeys and join us on Facebook just by searching Tabletop Journeys there. You can also reach us by email at podcast at ttjourneys.com. And if you want to catch early access to our episodes and some of the other benefits we have coming down the pipeline, you can also support our production at patreon.com slash ttjourneys. If you're listening to us on Stitcher, iTunes, Podchaser, Spotify, Audible, or any other podcast platform, we would really appreciate if you would like and subscribe to the podcast. Full episodes come out every week on Saturdays and every Wednesdays. We'll feature our side quest series where we talk about pretty much anything tabletop oriented. Thank you all so much for listening and for being a part of our growing community. And in the words of another traveler on our path, we bid you shade and sweet water.